Chapter 4. Amanda closed her eyes, trying to imagine how she would feel if she really lost Koi Yox. That was easy. It would be terrible. Koi Yox was part of her, same as her heart and her hand were. She'd had Koi Yox since forever, since the moment her mother first made her, stitching bits of rag together for a body, then stuffing the rag with fluffy cotton sewing a button on for a nose, embroidering blue cross stitches for eyes, red line back stitch for lips, and attaching curly yellow wool for hair, then presenting it to Amanda along with a kiss. Amanda knew she was a bit too grown up to care so much for a doll, but she couldn't help it. She intended to keep Koi Yaks forever. Amanda opened her eyes and looked straight at Mr. Meeker, I, 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 I woke up, I couldn't find Koi Yox, and I started to cry, she stammered. And to her surprise, tears welled in her eyes and spilled down her cheeks. She was imagining it all so perfectly. She could see it. The picture she was creating in her imagination, along with the fear and excitement of the night, and the terrible lie she was telling Mr. Meeker, a grown-up, and the county constable. Besides, well, she was crying now and it wasn't an act. Mr. Meeker's narrow eyes were upon her. I didn't mean to cry, Amanda said, pushing her imagination even further. I was frightened by the noise outside, so I woke up and got out of bed. Well, at least that was true. And then I couldn't find Koi Yox. I searched and searched and finally I found her under my bed. A second lie. This one was easier than the last. It was just as her mama and papa had always told her. Once a person started lying, new lies sprouted faster than weeds dig in a garden. I'm sorry I caused such trouble, Amanda wailed, starting to enjoy herself. She forced her voice higher and higher till it sounded like a baby shrieking cry. I caused you to come in the night, Mr. Meeker. Oh, Papa. Oh, Mama. Can you ever forgive me? With the last question, Amanda surprised even herself. She let out a wondrous wail, opening her mouth wider and wider, marveling at the sound she was able to produce. With little effort, the wail soared on high, bumped, then shattered against the ceiling, turning into a perfect scream. Not bad, Amanda thought, impressed with her talent. She filled her lungs and clasped her hands together as if fervently praying for forgiveness, all the while maintaining the piercing and perfect scream. As for Charlie Meeker's hands, they too were clasped, but his were over his ears. Hush that child. Amelia, he he pleaded, Hush her, please, hush her. Well, now she's upset, Mr. Meeker, Mama said, nervously eyeing Amanda. You know how it is with some children. That's enough, Amanda, her papa said. And when Amanda looked up at him, she saw that he meant it. Amanda sniffed a few times, dabbed at her eyes, and looked plaintively up at Charlie Meeker. She was kind of sorry Papa had said that's enough. She had just imagined something wonderfully exciting and slightly dangerous to do next, a thing she'd read about but never seen. 
she had planned to faint right at Mr. Meeker's feet, a careful faint, one just shy of his disgusting, dirty boots. Now that would have done it. One word Jake came in from outside. Mud was all he said. Mud, Mr. Meeker sighed. He took a couple of slow chews on the mass of meat in his mouth and swallowed. Look like you win, John, but just the same, Jake and me will have to have a look about. There's a Franklin Williams, owns one of them big plantations down in the Carolinas, put out this handbill. Seems he's lost some property, a whole family of slaves. Rumor is they've made it up north, maybe to this area. So leave them, Charlie, Papa said. They're free once they're north of the Mason-Dixon line. Not anymore, John. You know the new slave law. Used to be I could look the other way. I can't anymore. Like it or not, I have a new job now. Catch any runaways and send them back down south to their owners. There's a price on their heads and a prison sentence of six months for anyone trying to help or hide them. That in a thousand dollar fine. Be careful, John. You and your sympathies could get you into trouble. Read this while Jake and me take our look. Maybe it'll keep you from doing something foolish. He put a handbill in Papa's hand. Then he and Jake set off down the long side hallway, straight toward the closet.